games podcast for somewhere in the middle of March. My name is Jason McMaster, and this week we have a very special guest with us. We have Greg Johnson of Toe Jam and Earl fame. And I would just like to, th- to thank you for coming on and welcome you uh, on, Greg. Oh, you bet. Thanks for having me here. It's uh, nice to be able to talk about Toe Jam and Earl. Very timely, of course. So, Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, okay, uh, being a big fan from the Genesis days, uh, and, you know, people that I've actually told about Toe Jam and Earl that didn't play it told me that there's no such game. So, because it sounds way too cool. Uh, just the, the standard description of Toe Jam and Earl, a roguelike that's funk-inspired, is way too good. So, uh, uh, so I, I have to ask, where, where, did you, where did the idea come from? Oh well, I see. Uh, that's a, that's I've been asked that question a lot. It's always hard to answer because because uh, <laughs> I don't really know. You know, it's the way sort of uh, creative inspiration works. It just sort of pops out, and then afterwards you sort of look back and try to reverse engineer what happened in your brain. Um, and I've been doing a lot of that lately, so that I could say more than just I have no idea. Um, yeah so you know it it came after I had um, done some very uh, long and involved game projects Starflight 1 and Starflight 2 and Star Control that were sort of um, big epic role playing games Star Control wasn't my game but I was really involved with helping Paul Ritchie and Fred Ford do that one after um, after they helped me on Starflight right so I think I had aliens on the brain, you know, which is kind of my normal state anyway. <laughs> um, and um, and I wanted to do something that was a little lighter and more fun and playful and just kind of blow off some steam and, um, you know, crank up the funky music, which is kind of how I blew off steam and just get silly. So um, I think that's really why it it came out the way it did. And then um, in terms of the specifics of about why that style of game, it really was just um, uh, uh, really a no brainer in the sense that I I didn't use my brain. I just, um, (laughs) (laughs) I just did what I had loved um, early on and then sort of, you know, followed that path of least resistance and rogue was one of my, the very first gaming experience that I ever um, had that grabbed me uh, in a big way, and it was the one that just I had the deepest roots into. So uh, I I just decided to use that and build on top of that and take all my crazy, funny, funky alien insanity and dump it on top of a rogue mechanic, and voila! Oh yes, know. yeah. And, and you know, I mean, what a legacy rogue has <laughs> at this point yeah, in gaming. Huh? <laughs> it's how many games can say that that they spawn an entire genre for you know decades to come. That's oh yeah, booming, pretty impressive. 
Um, and uh, I, I have to, uh, a friend of mine has pressed me to ask you when we're going to see a Starflight for uh, our generation, a modern Starflight. Uh, that's funny. Um, you know, I almost got one off the ground a, a, a few years ago with EA. Oh, um, wow. Because, you know, it was started with EA, so that's where I went to. Um, and the fellow there who um, is these days... Um, one of the execs running EA Partners, his name is John Horsley. He was one of the very first producers on Starflight. Oh. And um, so he remembered the game from way back. And he was helping me try to get that game funded and off the ground, a new reboot of it. Um, I don't actually own the property myself. It's owned by uh, a real sweetheart of a man named Rod McConnell, who uh, was an ex... Actually... <laughs> Um, airline pilot for Flying Tigers. He flew 747s. I don't know if you ever remember the the old, old photo that was in the um, original uh, jacket of Starflight. It, oh, you yeah. see the team sitting there in what looks like the cockpit of a spaceship. And that's yeah. actually the cockpit of the 747. Rod took us to the airport and we um, <laughs> went in there. We stuck the little Interstell logos in cardboard on the front of our jumpsuits and went into the 747 cockpit for that photo. That's but, awesome. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, sorry, I'm kind of getting pretty rambly here, but I, <laughs> I, uh, I almost got that off the ground um, at EA with them at one point, but you know, it's complicated getting a game funded and greenlit that you have to go through so many hoops and internal processes and um it just didn't quite happen and uh, i think that was before i got doki doki universe off the ground and i was sort of shopping around to a whole variety of publishers with a bunch of different concepts and pitches and then as soon as one thing kind of catches you know you um you focus your attention on that which is all to say i would love to do a starflight reboot i really would it's uh one of those other properties um like toe jam and earl that has very deep roots in sort of my beginnings in this industry oh yeah and, yeah lots and lots of really good memories and uh i but i, I i'm i'm always surprised when people mention it because <laughs> I, I don't mean this as an insult but you have to be kind of old to know about <laughs> it. Was, you know 19 fair enough <laughs> it came out uh, not, most gamers weren't born yet. Most of the people I talked to. Uh, oh yes, our our audience is uh is a bit older, uh, at quarter to three for sure. Uh, and we have quite a few um, flight sim and space game enthusiasts. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My people. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's great. And so, how did? And I know you you did. Toe Jam and Earl for the Genesis, and then you did the second one. That was for the Genesis as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, and uh, that one that one did well, right? Um, but you ended up. Uh, I read somewhere that you kind of regretted the way it went, though. Uh, after you guys polled and found that people liked the original one better. Oh yeah, I, I would regret is is not quite the right word. Um, I. I, I really enjoyed making that second game, and uh, when we first were asked by Sega to change direction, we, um, you know, were a bit reluctant. Sure. We had already put about three months of work into 
the sequel very similar to game one. And um, it was hard to just kind of shift gears and and figure out how we were going to do Toe Jam and Earl as an you know, action-y side-scroller game with big characters, which is what they wanted. And um, But once we got into it, uh, it was a blast. We really enjoyed it, and I think um, I've always been proud of that game. You know, I think we did a lot of great, fun, creative stuff in there. The part about it that I guess you could say mm, I regret in the sense that I think I might not have chosen to do that if I if I had a choice and I could redo it all right. I think I might stick with plan A it was just because um, I think we paid a price in terms of the success of the game and of the franchise by changing direction so abruptly I think it was disorienting to a lot of fans who had um, expectations it's a very different kind of game with a different sort of play style and um you know, I, I think it was successful in its own right and might have been even more successful as um, as a game with a different IP. You know, sure. if we had, with new characters and done that game and not sort of touted it as a sequel to right. Jam 1. But, um, you know, live and learn. It's just things happen as they happen. And um, I, I now it has become an opportunity to fulfill... Uh, those hopes and expectations of the fans and even of myself uh, and Mark to some extent, um, although Mark won't be doing the building on this one. It's still, he, he kind of, yeah, I think it's, his heart's it's, in it. Yeah. Like that too. So um, yeah. So that was another long rambly answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I, I liked the game. It just, it was such a departure. I, and, and you know, people, yeah, people always, you know, it, it's weird. In, in gaming, it always seems like people want more of the same, but they complain if you give them more of the same. You know? mm, so. Yeah, isn't that funny? I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you're almost damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, yeah, there's a real irony there. And then, well, I mean, I mean, if you kind of, if you ignore the, the, the minister title, I, I never had a one of those, so... Uh, the uh, with oh, uh, tomatoes. The, yeah, um, yeah. I never got to play. Uh, yeah. It was it was barely even a game, you know. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like we knocked that out in I think three months, and it was there really wasn't much to it. It was it was a, it was a cute game, and I think you know compared to the other Menacer titles that came bundled with that, it it was pretty decent. Oh yeah. But, um. But, you know, it was by no means a full-on game like the other games uh, in the series. Oh, yeah, no, I just, I had to mention it, because I, I never had a Menacer, uh, so I I just had to ask. Um, and then you you got, you took a, a pretty long uh, break, and yeah, you guys ended up on the Xbox with three. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we did, um, Mark and I did another game... <clears throat> In between that, we did um, actually a couple things. We did a game called Orly, Orly's Draw a Story, that was published by Broderbund, um, which later became The Learning Company, which later became, what, uh, some Irish <laughs> company <laughs> they got bought. I don't remember the name. But, um, yeah, um, that. so we did that together, and um, we... Um, I worked for a company called Electric Planet for a few years that was a spin-off of <clears throat> this 
interval research uh, that was doing really cool stuff with video cameras. This was pre, you oh. know, like iToy days, even way back when the very first video cameras and dynamic green screening. And um, we created this really neat project uh, product called Freeblenux with this alien, once again, an alien <laughs> character. He had three legs, too. What? And <laughs> oddly enough, glasses. Uh, <laughs> Freeblenux, he talked like this. Hello, I'm Freeblenux. And um, <laughs> which is pretty annoying, actually. Isn't it? But, he, um, yeah, we did that, a, a character that could see you by virtue of the video camera, and you'd stand in front of your TV um, and uh, wave your arms about and interact with this character on the screen. Huh. And that's what, that's what I was doing in that intervening time. And then the connect. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. They, and then they ended up doing a lot of the same stuff we had built in that time for Electric Planet. We were just too early. You know, we built all of these great products. I was the creative director for the company, so I had came up with a whole long list of products and then was responsible for building the flagship product, which was going to be Freeblenux. And um, it was just not quite time yet. There weren't enough video cameras out in people's homes. Oh, sure, yeah. There were some technical problems with the dynamic green screening that just weren't quite... It worked great in a controlled situation, but when you got it into people's homes with mirrors and clouds passing over the sun and people walking by in the background and stuff like that, it didn't it didn't work well enough to be marketable. So the whole company ended up just um, shutting its doors, which was a real a real pity because we got really close to some pretty amazing stuff. Oh yeah, that's always a shame when you're slightly too early or uh, yeah, man, it, it happens. Um, you know, and they really haven't got great green screen work I've seen so far, or dynamic green screen work in any of those games. I mean, one or two are okay, but they have a few that uh, place you into scenes, and it's pretty rough. Um, Yeah, it's a tough problem to solve, even today, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just hard to... You have so many variables in the person's home. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so you ended up with ToeJam & Earl 3 on the Xbox, and... That uh, that game fared pretty well, if I remember correctly. Uh, um, well, it depends on what your criteria for well is. <laughs> it was um, not well enough to keep um, to keep Sega happy enough to want to do ports, which was the original um, plan. Oh uh, yeah. And then we ended up having to shut the studio down because we couldn't, um, you know, we didn't. We couldn't continue with Sega anymore, and we didn't have another project lined up because we had all thought we were going to be going on to porting that one. So yeah, it's just very common story in the game industry. You know, it's just it is actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's a rough business to be in if you're looking for stability. You know, it's a. Uh, I mean, the whole entertainment business is like that, I guess, and uh, the movie business is probably even worse than the game business in that regard. Yeah, you know, it's it is a tough business, the business of show. I, I just li- <laughs> I like to say that when I get a chance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the business of show. Um, <laughs> so did you did you guys own the rights to Toe Jam and Earl the entire time? Yeah, uh-huh. always have. It's, it's always just um, licensed to Sega. But, you know, it was an exclusive license. So 
um, that's kind of effectively the same thing as um, Sega owning it, you know, sure. in the sense that um, we couldn't take it anywhere else as long as we were under contract with them. And those are long contracts. They'll be like, you know, you sign something in for the next five years. Um, yeah. It's exclusive. So, uh, but yeah, ever since the, the beginning, that's been the nature of the relationship is that we own the IP and... Um, and we're licensing it to Sega. Awesome. Um, and so the new game then, what, uh, tell, tell the listening audience about the new game. Okay. Well, um, I have a, you know, um, many, many page document that's filled with, um, all kinds of game concepts of things that I want to do in the new game um, as to how much of it I'll be able to do that really just depends on um, what resources we have to work with how much money and how much time we'll be able to spend on it um, assuming we get funded at all of course uh, so I'm uh, I'm knocking on the wood I, thankfully I have a wooden desk I knock Sorry. on it about every 15 minutes oh we'll make people uh, donate if we have excellent, to. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Klingon approach. Oh yes. All right. Good. I like it. Well, um, yeah. So that's not a very direct answer to your question in terms of tell us about the new game. Um, there's all kinds of fun things I could go down my list of things I would like to have in the game, and I'm hoping to have in the game um, in terms of play mechanics. Um, I don't, I'm a little bit afraid to open that door and just start spewing it at you. Um, the, sure. the, 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 the main impetus for the game and the main idea behind my primary goal is to deliver a game that feels like it does justice to the spirit of the original game and game one and pulls in a lot of elements from game two and game three as well, which people aren't as familiar with, and mostly that's because they worked well in game three and not so much because they're nostalgic like in game two. But I want to do that. I want to make a game that feels a lot like game one and lets people kind of relive that joy of uh, wandering around in a slightly more relaxed way, being more um, cooperative than most games allow, and, and I want to amp up some of those cooperative features. I've got a whole variety of things on my list to make the game more um, more fun as a two-player experience. Like, you know, for example, you can shout and yell and cause um, the earthlings to come chasing after you. Now you wave your arms around and get their attention. Or you can, um, like, uh, say, shout, snap out of it and slap your partner if they get... Uh, <laughs> In, you know, shot by the Cupid and help them um, get over it. That was a suggestion by some fan that I thought was really funny, so I stuck that one in. <laughs> That's awesome. Or, um, or I want to be able to let the characters toss each other, at least if you're <laughs> Earl, you know, toss Toejam over a gap. Um, uh, I, I think it'd be funny to see Toejam trying to pick up and toss Earl, too. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, and... Um, uh, a whole variety of, you know, presents that are more cooperative, let you do things like um, swap places with your buddy so you can take the heat when they're in trouble or 
do some like meditate and you become kind of vulnerable but you sort of slowly give them their your life and goes into them and they get this protective bubble around them you know i want to do things that let you kind of rush to the aid of your friend and just work as a team in more interesting ways because i feel like those are some of the best moments from Toe Jam and Earl when you really are. Absolutely, you know, and I, I actually kind of think I blame you with my love of co-op. Uh, oh, no kidding. Yeah, I uh, well, I played a lot of Toe Jam and Earl uh, split screen. There's no doubt about that. It's a great game. Or not. Cool, well, that's nice to hear. Yeah, it's it's. I always felt like it was an okay game as a single-player game, but it really is um, a two-player game at its heart. It always has been. Oh yeah, absolutely, and you know, I guess really the question totally, in a way, wasn't fair. Uh, I really, what I, I should say is, yes, you're you're going back to your roots, though, in a way, is is what's yeah, going on with the. That's right. That's the whole idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you have uh, you have a lot of really cool videos on the Kickstarter page too. Just as an aside, if people want to go take a look, and uh, some really cool rewards as well. Um, oh yeah, thanks. You know what? Just right before this. <laughs> this podcast, I just posted two new rewards that are now in that list. So if you go you'll, there, you'll see some stuff you didn't see before. Um, oh, yeah. Tell you about it or do you want to go there and be surprised? Oh, no, no. Please tell tell us. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's see. One is pretty simple, and it's what people have been asking for. They just wanted to be able to purchase uh, the more copies of the game digitally. So we stuck that in as an add-on for 15 bucks. You can buy extra copies. Um, but the other thing that I think is kind of more exciting is um, now we've added a new tier at um, $300 because we had a big jump between 250 and uh, 500 And we've also made um, an add-on for $40, um, both of which allow you to get um, a a boxed kind of collector's boxed copy of the game Oh wow. on a CD. Um, and this is a Kickstarter only thing. So we're, we're, we're only going to offer this during Kickstarter. And it also comes with a um, CD of the music and a 24 color page manual and kind of tip uh, hint book. And then these little buttons um, or, you know, pin, Four pack of buttons and a refrigerator magnet and a, a greetings from Funkatron postcard. So there's all this kind of really fun swag inside this box that you get. Oh, that's and, awesome! Yeah, I love collectible boxes too. I'm a sucker. Oh, sucker good. for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know where to find it if you can't resist. Yeah, I, I kind of think they're going to be selling for a lot of money on eBay after this. So um, hopefully, people will. Um, We'll go get them now while they can. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's nothing. There's nothing worse than missing something like that if you actually want it. Than having to go look at eBay and go, oh god. Yeah right. Oh now it's triple the price or whatever. Oh yeah, easily. Um, but yeah, so that but that sounds uh, that sounds really cool. Uh, and uh, I see you've got so like your your reward levels are really interesting too. Like if it goes up high enough, you're looking console as well, which is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we, um, right, we, sorry, 
we, you may know this already. We were kind of resisted doing that, and I'm sort of regretting that we didn't put those in right from the beginning. Now we probably should have. Yeah. Um, and I so I apologize to people for that. We, um, we always planned to put it on consoles. In fact, it still is and continues to be our intention to get it on to um, every console that we can, um, even maybe the, you know, maybe even the Dreamcast or the Genesis carts or um, the 3DS or a- anything we can. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it, it takes um, it takes a lot of money to do development and it takes a lot of focus. Oh, and yeah. I figured, you know, what I really want to do more than anything um, is just make a good game. I want to make a great game. That's why I want to do it kind of as an indie. I want to be able to ideally take my time and play it a lot and focus on one game before I start worrying about porting it to all these different platforms because, man, that that really makes it hard to uh, do a great job of making a game. I did that on my last project on Doki Doki Universe. We were under a tight schedule and we had to deliver for the PlayStation 3, for Vita, and um, and a mobile version all at the same time. And, you know, you spend so much of your energy just worrying about um, what's called TRCs, the approval process for each platform. They all have this long list of requirements that you have to satisfy lots of just picky little stuff but it's it sucks your time and debugging each platform and all the ui uh, requirements and the different input you know it's just like so half of your time goes to that and you don't end up um just focusing on the game and the gameplay which is what i want and what i think the fans ultimately want but people don't think about that then they're not there's no reason they should they're not developers and they just want it on their platform as soon as they can get it and don't and like why you know so oh, that's yeah. what i wanted to do was just focus on one first and uh, it's still the plan we're going to do that and then we're going to try to get um additional development money and get onto the other platform so even if we don't meet those stretch goals um we're still going to try to get make that happen and get some additional development money um to do it have you uh talked to any of the console people at this point about i mean i just don't know like what their current process is like familiar with like the older the xbox and playstation process from the last gen but i don't know if it's easier or or harder to deal with i know xbox kind of resisted the whole put stuff on there kind of idea the whole uh not indie game but uh almost like a smaller game market which is what a lot of people are are kind of targeting with the consoles um but yeah but i just i I don't know what their process is like though um yeah you know xbox is actually um does now and i think they're a little bit behind, say, um, Sony in terms of their uh, priorities of wanting to support indie development and sort of mm-hmm. certainly haven't had a um, like a company-wide mandate like Sony has to to sort of push into that space more and be kind of um, building indie-esque games. 
but I think they're starting to more now from what my um, other development friends have been saying to me. And I, um, I haven't talked to them yet. Um, I, I plan to in the next few days. I have had a conversation with Sony. They're very supportive, and um, I'm very hopeful about getting onto their platform um, soon. You know, they they um, I have a good relationship with them because I was first party for the last game I did, and so I know them oh, yeah. pretty well. Um, and um, <clears throat> yeah, with. Um, I, I know some people at Nintendo too, although I haven't talked to them for quite a few years, but I'm, I've been so busy (laughs) doing this, you know, like writing, um, articles and podcasts and posting updates and answering all of the millions of messages from (laughs) fans on Kickstarter and Facebook and Twitter and, um, so, um, it's, it's hard to do everything once and at once and, getting those all those meetings lined up and deals in place um, is kind of the second order of business we got to get funded oh, sure. first so uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic I think um, people know the property you know whenever I talk to um, people at, at these different publishers there's often um, kind of closet toe jam and Earl fans everywhere <laughs> <laughs> which is great it's it's a real luxury that uh, you generally don't get as a developer to walk into a meeting with somebody saying, "I love your product, your you know your product. I grew up with it and stuff like that." So, oh yeah, no, that has to be yeah quite quite an advantage at least you know. Um, yeah, it's great. And you know, I guess really what I was wondering about the the process is like not it's not really the process so much I guess is uh, development for the new consoles. I I I know that or at least. I, it appeared to me that PlayStation 3 was harder to work with than the 360's tools, but I, I don't know if they turned that around for the 4 and Xbox One. I'm just really curious about that for some reason. But um, Oh, yeah. Well, um, we built our last game with uh, Sony's proprietary engine called Fire Engine, um, which is constantly evolving. You know, when we started, it was a pretty early um, it's pretty advanced right now, but we're working in Unity. Oh. And yeah, you know, we would have even built our last game in Unity for Sony, but that was also just getting started. Now um, Unity supports, uh, has a lot of really good wow. solid support for the, like the PlayStation oh, wow. 4. And um, so that's pretty easy now. And um, huh. in fact, all around Unity seems to be Great. We're still learning a lot about it, uh, but we've been really, really impressed and happy with it so far. And it's looking like it's going to help us get onto these other platforms. Um, you know, it's not a slam dunk. There's still a lot of work to do. Um, and a lot of costs, too, that um, that a lot of gamers aren't really aware of. Sure. You know, when you go to other platforms, like, you have to pay for... Um, kind of what you might call platform specific plugins to make oh yeah each platform yeah um it's not cheap you have to pay for every seat and then there's um you know have you heard of lot check that term that's that's what you do when you submit each build to like platform vendor so like 
you finish you think you finished your game for uh, Nintendo for the Wii U, you have to submit it. Then they look to see if you've met all of their TRC requirements and if it's you know there's no bugs in it, and they bug test it, and then they kick it back to you, and then you have to resubmit it and resubmit it each time you do that. It costs thousands of dollars. Oh yeah, uh, I always forget there's a fee involved with that. Yeah, yeah Microsoft. Uh, God, uh, was, there was a big deal about that with Phil Fish and Fez a while back with Microsoft, right? Hmm. But uh, yeah, that's uh, because it, I guess he was trying to submit a patch, and they wanted to charge. It was like yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that that plus those plugins really aren't cheap. I've looked at Unity quite a bit, and uh, yeah, to purchase any of that stuff, you you do have to. It's a good yeah, bit up front. Dollars and and um, again, there's no reason why the fans should know that stuff. It's because I, I, even as a developer of 30 years, I'm still learning about that and the and the costs involved each time we, you know, go to a new platform, but. Um, uh, it's you know the fans always wonder like hey why why do we have why does why do you have a stretch goal for this why can't we get all the platforms you know that's yeah. bogus yeah no yeah I, I get you you know um, so anyway um, but I don't mean to be making excuses you know I like I said it, it just you just got to kind of take it one step at a time and focus on building a great game first sure then you have something you can show to the different um, platform vendors. It gives you more leverage to strike a good deal. And then you um, you just kind of work your way through each each version and um, figure out how you're going to get the, the money and get it built. Um, so that's, that's the plan. It's hard to give people, you know, promises and solid answers up front when yeah. that's not how the process works in the real world. No, and I think a lot of people have learned that via Kickstarter in the last few years. You make too many big promises, you're going to get burned on them. Um, it just it just happens. So, I mean, it's a, it's absolutely a wise uh, approach to things. Um, I'm, uh, I'm really thinking, I'm thinking you guys are going to make it too, no, knock on wood or not. But uh, <laughs> I really think you guys are going to make it. I'm uh, pretty excited about uh the possibility oh good well i'm glad you're feeling optimistic i i i generally am too you know it's hard not to have moments when you kind of worry and wonder oh but, yeah um yeah i'm seeing a bit of a bump today more than yesterday and um i you know people keep telling me oh don't worry there's always a lull in the middle and it picks mm -hmm. up the last week uh and I, <laughs> i've been thinking well when is that last week thing gonna start to kick in oh god the last two or three days are usually the crazy ones uh, oh yeah right um well we oh we've got something really fun planned for that you want to hear that oh yes a lot of people have asked for um like original toe jam and Earl concept art oh, and wow. um as you can imagine, I have some, not not a huge amount. Um, oh wow! Some of it has just sort of vanished over the many years, mm -hmm. um, but I still have some. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to do a Twitch, you know, like most projects do, like a live Twitch stream mm -hmm. um, on the last day. Um, we don't have a time set yet, but we're going to have a 
kind of a giveaway while we're doing that. We'll give away some uh, concept art that Nathan, our artist, uh, has done. Oh, and wow. we've got some really nice, actually, fan art that some very talented fans have sent in, like this one paper craft, beautiful 3D thing of Toe Jam and Earl. And then I've got concept art from games one, two, and three oh, wow. that um, I'll, you know, uh, if the fans want it, sign or have Mark uh, sign, and we can um, send some originals out to people. So. Um, yeah, so hopefully that'll be exciting and motivate people to kind of tune in. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait. Um, yeah, and I, I feel uh, I feel I have to ask this because of our our this is the quarter three games podcast, and this is something we talk about all the time. Is are you a board gamer? A board gamer? Oh, yeah, I love board games. Oh, um, I figured you I were because most designers <laughs> are are board gamers. Yeah, um, I'm not as as heavy of a board gamer as some of the other people I um, I have worked with, like in recent years. Um, I I I'm more of like a social board gamer, which is to say, I I have trouble with big fat rule books. Oh, uh, sure. Takes to get up to speed. So if whenever somebody is willing to help me learn a new game and I don't have to read a rule book. I'm all over that and ready to sit down and play. Oh, um, yeah. We, uh... But yeah, I, you know, I make up board games too. I've got a couple homebrew games that I um, I play. One of them, in fact, is the Toe Jam and Earl board game. Oh, see, now that's what we need to see. <laughs> that's what the yeah. world needs. Uh, it, it could happen. Theoretically, the game exists. I could try to get it... Um, published but that's a whole other project in and of itself and oh yes yeah. you know i have to wait till my hands aren't quite so full but <laughs> but yeah no that's we're gonna have a couple of headlines coming up greg johnson promises toe jam and earl board game yeah right <laughs> and starflight uh, th- uh three yeah right next week yes <laughs> next week 2015 yeah <laughs> Well, um, this doesn't do many people much good, aside from just being a little interesting tidbit of information, but in the highest uh, tier of our um, you know, campaign, you m- might have noticed or remember that uh, the Party on Funkopotamus tier um, it offers an invitation for people to come and play the Toe Jam and Earl board game with oh. uh, me and... Um, and um, Paul Ritchie who run, and Fred Ford, who run Toys for Bob and have built Skylanders, and mm-hmm. Tim Schaefer, you know, the Double Fine, oh, yeah. Will Wright, you know, of course, you know, Will yeah. Wright, everybody, right? And, and then um, Mark Vorsanger and, of course, the other members of our team here. Um, so, uh, so the board game will get some play. <laughs> oh, some man. People. Yeah. If, we actually have a few backers at that tier already, which is kind of exciting. Uh, I wish I was one of them. I, I can't. Uh, I, I can't take a mortgage out quite right now, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Uh, <laughs> I really want to play the Toe Jam and Earl board game, though. <laughs> uh, well, you know, um, there certainly will be other opportunities, and I'm. I I don't quite know how or when, but um, I'm not that inaccessible and i'm happy to play with people who want to trek over to my office and so awesome. um 
I, I hope that doesn't mean I'll have people at my morning. <laughs> so, hey, let's play some games. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, you know, uh, that sounds like fun, and I'd be up for it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be gotta, great. i get a game built, though, right now. Well, right, of course. You do have to do the Yeah, I mean that little thing. Um, but, no, that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, a Toad Jam and Earl board game would be pretty great. Uh, yeah, you know, if you want to see it, just go to the Toe Jam and Earl Facebook page and scroll down. I I, um, I posted a photo of the game and all the pieces uh, and the board and stuff on there, so you can see what it looks like. Oh, wow. I'm going to do that. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's that's really exciting stuff. Uh, how, uh, how long do you guys think it will take for, for basic, for your PC production? Oh, um, well, uh, that's not really uh, a fair question either. Really. No, that's okay. It's a, it's, it's a fair enough question. It's just a hard one to answer. That's all. Yeah. Um, I had fantasies for a while that we might actually get to spend like two years making a game that would, uh, just be the ultimate Toe Jam and Earl game with like tons of play testing and that I'd get everything on my list in that I wanted. Um, now I'm thinking it's more likely that it'll probably be closer to a year. You know, um, it's hard to say for sure. So I hope nobody holds me to that. I, I, I am not promising. <laughs> if anybody's quoting me, you can quote that. Greg says I am not promising, but um, but I think that's probably more likely right now. Um, if we do get over the line, it looks like you know we're gonna. Um, keep our team at the size it's at probably very small just the just the four of us and um you know and we'll need to i'll need to be kind of harsh with myself about what gets in and what doesn't because there's just way too much on my list that i want to do that we're not going to be able to get in but maybe i'll find some additional funding too you know if i can dig up some funding uh without with the proviso that whoever provides the money doesn't um is willing to say they won't have any creative control, then maybe I can, um, maybe I'll be able to get more of this stuff in. So we'll see. Oh. It's hard to say. Are there uh, are there any Kickstarters that you're personally excited about that you've backed or taken a look at? Oh, um, yeah, you know, ever since I started this, I guess uh, just, well, in the last couple of weeks, I'm, I've backed um, at least five other Kickstarters, and um, I was actually, just today I'm going to back another one. Um, a friend of mine has one uh, that um, uh, she's doing these little, it's actually not a game, it's these little cute Cthulhu <laughs> baby statuettes. Oh, that's awesome. Her name is Cassia, and uh, they're, they're really weird and adorable. But, um, yeah, I, I, um, I just backed uh, the um, Orion Trail. But oh, yeah, yeah. Shell. Um, yeah, and uh, he's, he's also a friend, and I love uh, that, the look of that game. It's, you know, funny, uh, tricky humor space game. So oh, yeah. How could I not love that? Who's, what's not to love there? Yeah, I, and, uh, I backed that as well, actually. Did you? Oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think um, I can't wait to play that. That looks really fun. Yeah, it's and, awesome. Yeah. Um, I backed another one before that, not too long before that, called uh, Orphan. 
that was um uh, I forget his last name Brandon it's his first name um kind of a one man show I was really impressed at how beautiful uh, and moody the game was about this um little little boy and um he's sort of lost and alone in this world where aliens are landing all around him and it's very cinematic and um and uh he's doing all of the programming and design and art and i think even audio himself so um i backed that and he uh, turned out he's a big Toe Jam and Earl fan. <laughs> awesome. That's the greatest thing. I've met so many people, um, you included, <laughs> you know? I mean, so many really nice people as a result of this whole process. Oh, well, so, yeah. You have a, I'm sure you have a huge following. I mean, we, it's, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great game. And uh, I know a, a lot of people that just loved it growing up, you know, so I can't, yeah. Yeah, well, thanks, Jason. It's um, it, it has been what I've, I've discovered um, how many people have a connection to the game that I wasn't really expecting, and uh, oh, yeah. it's really been. Oh, I don't know if you even saw. We got all those videos. Did you see the uh, like the little testimonial video compilation we posted of all these people? Oh no, talking about not yet. Yeah, that was in the. Uh, I think one or two updates ago, if you get a chance, um, awesome. check out. Yeah, we had to edit it way down. You know, we got a ton of videos and it was oh, just yeah. way too much. But it's, it's still kind of long. It's like seven and a half minutes. But it's it's got some real um, sweet um, stories in there from people. <laughs> well, hey, you know, if you edited it down, it came out of seven and a half minutes. And that should tell you something. <laughs> people love your game you know that's, yeah i think that's true i think that's true i mean you it's know like, and not to mention you know Starflight and star control etc etc <laughs> doesn't hurt <laughs> yeah i guess uh, that's it's just kind of too just a byproduct of being around and in the industry this long you know <laughs> you just end up making a lot of games and over the years we'll put you together a Starflight testimonial but it'll just be like middle aged men getting a little weepy (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's alright though (laughs) yeah you know there is something though about games at the very inception of the industry and the impression they leave on people because it's often the first kind of deep gaming experience that somebody ever had and so I feel really lucky in a way to have been a part of that, the start of the industry. And often I do kind of hear that from people about how this, you know, Starflight or sometimes Toe Jam and Earl even got them into the industry and started on their careers because, uh, you know, they discovered a love of gaming. And that's, a, you know, it's not something I can really take credit for because it's just happened to be my game at the time. <laughs> but yeah. I, it still lets me have a connection with that person, which is um, very rare and uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a small world sometimes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's pretty much i guess our show um is there anything you would like to say uh greg before we sign off oh um yeah sure well first uh i'd like to thank you jason for um hosting me and giving me an opportunity to um spread the word of funk my pleasure all these 
fans and potential backers out there. And um, and also just to say to people too, if you um, like Toe Jam and Earl, but you don't um, feel like you can or want to back the prod project, um, you you can still be very helpful if you would wouldn't mind just helping us spread the word. So just tweeting about it or telling people um, that it's there would be greatly greatly appreciated. That that's um, that's a huge help. Um, that's our biggest challenge right now is just getting the word out to people. It's uh oh yeah sure yeah you have a thirty day time frame you know and yeah that's right and Toe Jam and Earl in particular. The, the audience is kind of a not a terribly hardcore gaming audience um, yeah generally uh, I mean some some a lot of gamers loved it but there's a lot of people out there who aren't really gamers that could potentially support us but they just um, you know aren't cruising the gaming sites or Kickstarter and so that's kind of more of a word of mouth thing so just having people spreading the word for, is really useful. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. You know, shout it from the rooftops. You never know who's a fan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, and just a big thank you too for all the support. You know, it's been a great experience for me, uh, and I've I've been learning a, a, and growing a lot from it. And um, I wouldn't change it for anything. Now I love having done this, and um, it's a uh, it's intense and exhausting, but it's great. It's so. Just a just a thanks, I guess. Wow, well, absolutely. We're all hey, thank you. You know, you've hey, it's you've provided people countless hours of entertainment over the years. You know, so it's uh, you know, you get and you give. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. The circle of life. Yeah, all. like Paul McCartney might say something about the love you make and stuff. And. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah well thank you for coming on greg and i would like to say uh if you enjoy the podcast please rate us kindly on itunes if you don't please don't uh and then if you want to support the site you know you can click on ad or something or you can uh, search through amazon using the link on our front page it helps us pay our bills uh and uh you know please uh you know, uh, listen out for us and we'll be back next week uh, at quarter to three. And once again, thank you, Greg. Oh, you're very welcome. Anytime. Bye now. Bye.